Welcome to the Church Safety and Security Broadcast with the Church Safety Guys, sponsored by Checker. Background screens for your faith or volunteer organization. The Church Safety Guys is a nonprofit organization. Our mission is to inspire, influence, and impact church safety and security teams. We are protectors, guardians, ambassadors, and shepherds. We are about all things church safety and security, which starts with a ministry mindset and a servant's heart. Join us for the next hour as the Church Safety Guys unpack safety, security, leadership, and ministry operations with your hosts, James McGarvey, Paul Buckner, and Mike Scully. This broadcast is also available on social media, YouTube, your favorite podcast platforms, and on the all-new Church Security app. Well, welcome to the Church Safety and Security broadcast with the Church Safety Guys. I am James, and I am joined tonight by Mike and Paul. How are you guys doing? (laughs) Good. For those of us not on mute. Yep. (laughs) It has always got to be one of us with the computer problems. (laughs) For whatever reason, my microphone sounds Russian. <laughs> you, need a, you, need a new, translation. you need a new mic or we need to to somehow bring in google google translate sorry this one was made in ukraine give me one second <laughs> all right gentlemen so if you if this is the first time you've joined us or or maybe it's the first time you've joined us in a while welcome uh thanks for thanks for hanging out with us tonight and uh as always, you can reach out to us through churchsafetyguys.com, our website, and then also uh, through the Church Security app. You can download that and access some great resources for you and your team. And uh, we try and update the resources on that about every week. Uh, but if there's a particular resource we can help you with, feel free to to reach out, and uh, and we'd love to love to connect with you and and help wherever we can and whenever possible. So. Uh, tonight, we want to talk about how to be ministry-minded uh, and actually still have a security focus. So uh, it's kind of an interesting topic, and I know a, a lot of times folks might think it's a little bit odd from the standpoint of, well, you know, it's security. You're guarding. You're not. It's not necessarily, there's not necessarily a connection with ministry. Um, but I think that we've made connections and honestly, since we've since we've started doing the church safety guys ministry, we've yeah. made connections to say that uh, that church church safety and security is a ministry, and it supports the the mission and vision of the church, and and certainly other ministries within the church. Mm. And um, so tonight, I kind of want to jump down the topic of. Uh, you know, how do you how do you really incorporate a ministry mindset with with safety and security? And, you know, sometimes when you're running around and and trying to do things um, that are, you know, responding to incidents, taking care of stuff, sometimes your your poker face is uh, not always the greatest. <laughs> I've had I've had situations where individuals have said to me, you look like you're stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> or always looking at your phone or always trying to sure. hear in your so, ear. I mean, 
any one of us can get caught up in it in any moment for sure in whatever's going on. And it may not be as crazy as, as anything. It could just be, Hey, you know what? You couldn't hear something, but we can get ourselves so boiled over to the point where a little bit of chatter on the radio is like, Whoa, wait, spider where? <laughs> and, and it's not necessarily the case. And I think that's the key is uh, dialing it back and making sure we'll, so we'll unpack some of that later in later in the episode here today. For sure. So I'm going to go ahead and I will bring our guest in uh, this evening, and that would be none other than uh, Jared. So Jared, thanks for joining us tonight, and uh, we appreciate you putting up with our our banter and and hanging out with us a little bit. Yeah, glad to be here. feels feels like I'm back in the squad room uh, from a previous life. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of the CSG crew, That's, I uh, apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm. I guess I'm going to say thank you. <laughs> I, Except I our, our green room is not quite like a briefing. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, so what are? Uh, I'll I'll jump right to it. Jared is actually the for the for those of you that uh, maybe haven't gotten an episode with him on in the past. Jared is the the church security director of rock point church. And that is in uh, not, Queen, Creek. Queen Creek. That's right. Yeah. I appreciate that. For some reason I was, I, I got hooked on, it was in Mesa, but anyhow, you're, just you're here. Rivers, so. Yeah. It's all the same suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of like saying, well, yeah, you're from Dayton, right? Well, it's right next to Columbus. Well, yeah, I mean, it is an hour away, <laughs> an hour away, but <laughs> But anyhow, um, so thanks for thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, you've got a you've got a great church out there uh, that is growing. Um, God has been blessing that, and uh, it's great to have um, just have you join us tonight and and have your your perspective as well. So uh, going down that road, so ministry being ministry mindset, let's let's kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, what are some things that just in general, from a high level, uh, that we can do as leaders and, and individuals that can push that that emphasis. I think the first thing you've got to do with your team is really let lay the groundwork that that we are we are part of accomplishing the mission of the church, not an ancillary add-on, uh, and and ministry and safety and security is not an and or uh, or it's not an or it's a, it's an and. And so sure. um, yeah. the fact that it's it's really building the mindset with your volunteers, that it's complementary and building the mindset with your staff and other ministries that it's that it's complementary. Um, and I, the best way that I have seen that played out is not through uh, catchy phrases and, you know, nice, nice posts and emails. It's really leading with that that servant's heart. And so, um, you know, showing the ministry mindset is going to go a lot further, uh, both in leading your volunteers, uh, leading your team, than than any sort of, you know, dynamic three-point training outline that you're ever going to do. Um, you know, and so when when your team and you are absolutely bought into the mission of your organization, um, that that automatically builds a bridge. Um, 
you know, the the other thing it does is we actually had baptism weekend this weekend. And so uh, none of the four services that I have a radio or a gun on, uh, I had board shorts and I was I was in the baptismal uh, baptizing <laughs> people. And so the reaction to that when you serve in ways that aren't specifically safety and security um, absolutely really makes an impact. Um, and so leading with that servant's heart, showing that, and then building a trust with, with those that you work with on a regular basis. Um, so that, uh, when something happens where you've got to go, you got to immediately switch gears to that security mindset. Um, they realize that you're not being obstinate. You're, you're in fact moving into what, what God has gifted you to do. You're observing things God has gifted you to do. Um, because if that trust and relationship isn't there, um, you could just come across like a, a paranoid curmudgeon. And, you know, you know, <laughs> at that point, yeah, you've, you've got to, you got to really, really work to overcome that. So. Absolutely. That's a great, that's a great thought. You know, one of the things that I do um, or I try to do often is when our kids ministry goes different places, like I, I get along very well with, um, with the children's director at our church. And a lot of times she'll reach out to me and she'll say, Hey, we're going off church campus this week, you know, this weekend. In fact, there was an activity this, um, yesterday on Saturday. And so I asked her, I said, I know this activity is going on. Do you need help? Do you need a volunteer? you know, do you need somebody to drive a vehicle? What resources can I help with? And, uh, and there have been times where we've had safety folks actually drive the, you know, the church vans and the vehicles and just doing that, I think often builds that, that relationship and builds the respect between ministries to, to be able to say, um, you know, Hey, we're working together and they, and, and we're comfortable and they're comfortable and they love the fact that, you know, a lot of times they have safety folks that maybe will be watching, you know, everything that's going on outside of where the kids are, but it's an added protection. And um, I think building that res the, the respect and the interaction is extremely important. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Mike, you were going to I'll throw it over to you. I, I think picking up on something Jared just said is is really in the we can't and, and and I hinted at it a little bit in the opening is that we can't all wire ourselves at like uh, condition orange. <laughs> in other words, we can't be um, mm -hmm. highlighted or heightened level of, of intensity all the time. A, you're going to kill yourself doing all like trying to maintain that. But beyond that sure. is is. Yes, we want to be vigilant. Yes, we're there standing post and, and standing guard as watchmen, as, as God calls us to do. However, that is also just as easily saying hi and welcoming and, and shaking someone's hand as it is. I mean, if the tendency, if you're more likely to reach for your gun than reach out and give a handshake to somebody, you may have a problem. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's true. I, I think a lot of times, and, and this is this is why I wanted to bring up the subject, because, 
you know, we're, we're trying to push the, the ideology that it is ministry, right? That it's safety. It's not, it's not just standing guard. It's interacting with other ministries and supporting the, the mission and the vision of the church. But what, one thing that always strikes me when we, when we first started our safety team, finding that balance was very challenging. And so a lot of times um, I'm the type of in individual that if you look at my face and I'm really concentrating hard on something or trying to, to work it out in my mind, I look like I'm going to punch someone. <laughs> and so I've had, you know, I had individuals come up and I've, I've shared this story before, but I've, I had individuals come up to me and they're like, are you okay? Are you contemplating murder? Because you're the safety director and you're standing here and it looks like you're going to kill someone. And, um, yeah. I had to, I had to really kind of step back and think, okay, you know, how, how can I, how can I assess the situation? How can I be urgent and have a high level of intensity to get done what needs to get done, but at the same time have a, a, a very, um, you know, deliberate. prayerful, deliberate mindset where it's like, you know what? okay, people look at me and people expect me to be calm, cool, and collected. Like they expect uh, a good poker face, even if they don't want to admit that it's a poker face, they're, they're expecting me to have it together and, and, um, be sharp enough to, to assess and problem solve and figure out, you know, how to handle that, that type of emergency situation and, and the best way to go about doing that. And, I think oftentimes that can be challenging uh, because inside maybe there's a, par a part of me that wants to scream and, and run around and be like, Oh no, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> How many yeah, it was funny. I, I've got kind of that contempt, we'll call it a contemplative face uh, <laughs> for lack of a better word, but um and so, yeah, I became aware of that. And, and people kind of said, man, you always look like you're ready to, you know, spring to action. And that's not always the most welcoming, warm, fuzzy, <laughs> uh, sure. unicorns look. And so um, I transitioned to consciously when I'm out in the lobby or out, you know, walking service, uh, putting a smile on my face. Now, fair warning, if you're that guy and you're going to try this change, people will think, He's lost his mind because I've never seen him walking around smiling for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> so there is a transition phase that that you should be aware of. Um, but even the other thing, just, <laughs> just being very intentional to have positive and fun cutting up times with um, volunteers and staff members from other ministries so that that they get to see both sides. Um, mm -hmm. because sometimes, uh, it may require that it's just a look that, you know, no, I am absolutely in game mode right now. And, and sure. I need you to let us handle that. And so, um, you know, just being highly self-aware of how you present yourself, how you carry yourself, um, so that it's appropriate to the situation so that it's not always doomsday, but it's also not always, you know, just yucking it up like the latest episode of Hee Haw. I, th I think, honestly, I think once your leadership, once you, and, and I love this and I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to bring it up. Jared, on one of the last episodes, you, you brought up the, the idea of relational equity and I'm, I'm still using it. I'm still, I'm copywriting it because <laughs> I love that phrase, but 
I think once you once you build that with your leadership and they get to know you on a personal level, not necessarily in a ministry level, like we're going deeper with the relationship. They were friends. We really know you. Um, I, I think that there are certain tells that, you know, that the leadership can understand without going into it. Hey, something's going on because you're doing this or you're doing that. Yep. And there have certainly been times when, when I've been on a high alert with a situation that's being handled where, um, I'll give you an example. I, I do not usually go on the stage, um, in front of our church. That's kind of off, off limits for me. Now I will cut across the back of it or go up like behind where the baptistry is at times, but I just don't typically have a purpose to be on the stage. But if I'm on the stage, if I go up there and I sit down, or if I'm doing something on the stage during the service, uh, that's something where I will have, you know, four or five people come up to me afterwards and they'll say, Hey, is everything okay? I noticed. And I'll usually say, absolutely. Everything's fine. There's no issues, <laughs> which yeah. is, which is why I was standing on this, you know, which is why I was on the stage or maybe I was up front, you know, off to the side, not trying to distract, but at the same time, it's different than normal. And so I think, I think you can build awareness too. And I think that does build awareness because people then at that point are saying, well, why, why is this different or, or why is that different? So, uh, Paul, you were going to we'll throw yeah, this is here. a really good topic. I'm enjoying this. So I, I took some notes off to the side here. Um, so Dan Blevins talks about the fact that his, his resting face was not a, a, a necessarily a pleasant one. And he had to work on that because some people's resting faces do look hostile and violent <laughs> and they don't mean anything. Um, and so the other one or way back earlier, we were talking and I just loved what we were talking about is you were talking about Jared is if we are not, if we're not ministry minded, which is something we talk about all the time, you know, scripture says without love, we're only a resounding gong. And I, I dearly love that because we're literally just making noise. And, and if people, if people know we really don't love them, they don't really care what else we have to say. And then I really try I, so much so that I've actually had people come up to me after an event where I was backing a police officer at our, at our last church. And this sweet little old lady in her seventies squeezes my arm and she says, you know, I've wondered for a long time because you're such a nice guy, Paul, if, if you would, if you would have what it would take to protect us. And she goes, after watching you back that police officer, cause all the happy go lucky was gone. She says, I'm not worried about that anymore. And I said, well, thank you. But cause people were trying to stop and talk to me and I'm focused on the police officer. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, go, go, go. Cause it, you know, this is dangerous. Keep going. And the, the final thought I have on that is I dearly love the concept that Colonel Grossman gave us of the sheepdog and having had sheepdogs, the, the principle I dearly love of that is they are, they're happy go lucky tongue lolling out the side of their mouth. And then they hear the song of the coyote and it's go time. And I try to be fun, you know, guys can come up and joke with me, invite people over to the table. I try to be, I try to involve people, but there's times where I'll look at somebody that's staff or a pastor and I'll point like this and I'll go like this and they know turn and go that way. There's, mm -hmm. and that's what I loved about where you're going with that, Jared is, you know, if we always act like uh dragnet, just the facts, ma'am. If we always <laughs> act like that, people don't know when it's real. 
Mm. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's the to the sheepdog point. Um, you know, I've I've studied sheepdogs, and and you know, it's a term thrown around so much that I I wanted to learn as much about it as I could. And one of the really interesting articles I was reading was I can't remember who to credit, so I'll just say it. It it was, you know, the sheepdog and the wolf have so much in common. They have all the same. They have many of the same capabilities. They have many of the same instincts. They have many of the same, um, you know, characteristics. Uh, the difference is what do they dedicate their life to, and and so, you know, it has to be a ministry mindset. And and I love that verse. I think the the without love, you're just a resounding gong. Is is First Corinthians? You know, everybody talks about the love chapter, First Corinthians thirteen. The entire chapter before that, Paul dedicated it to all the different gifts that are necessary and have been given to the believers to accomplish yeah. ministry. And so, um, you know, it's all about the context, stupid. Okay, look at the context <laughs> of 1 Corinthians 13 being all about love. He led into it with the fact that there are many gifts given by God to to, to the believers and to the body to do ministry. And so um, keeping that context, keeping that mindset and knowing and what defines me is the, the purpose by which and the principles by which, um, you know, I make decisions on a daily basis. Um, and so, yeah, love it. I think it's so often that we can we can be there standing our post, doing our duty, and that's fine. We have a job to do. And, but at the same point, when we when we go off into that tangent, when we go deep, if we're true go time, that it's one thing when that happens. If we lock ourselves into that mindset and can't actually stay, what we're actually doing is we're causing disunity. And God calls us for unity. So when we're there, we're supposed to be there, not somewhere off actually in Focusville. Okay. So I think the idea is we want to watch that DLR. We want to be prepared. And don't get me wrong, we have those Sundays where, you know what, there's something out, there's a bolo, we had something happen, we're we're elevated. Fine. But that doesn't mean that you can't do that with that ministry mindset. You can't. You can still have those conversations. Now, a lot of my guys will know that pretty often is once once we get to that fifteen minutes of fame, we call it pre-service, where people are starting to come in. It that's go time to some degree. So that's where I kind of go from serious kind of uh, camaraderie building with the folks that are serving to yes, sure. I'll still engage with anybody walking through who says hello. But it's not really the time to be kind of uh, talking about the latest episode that we had or talking about some training I went to or whatever it was with my own guys. When when we're in that 15 minutes, no, none of us should be talking unless it's literally operational. Unless we're informing something that can't go out over the air over the radio, There, none of our teams should really be talking to each other at that point. So we really try to get that game set, game mindset going. Um, obviously be social beforehand, but then know when to dial it in as you need to once once that service time start. Yeah, and that's, it's funny you bring that up because I think it was last weekend that uh, as I was getting ready for church, I was keeping track of the, the hostage situation at the synagogue in, in Texas. Yep. And um, we, uh, my family is, is moving next month. And so we're in the middle of figuring out, you know, transitioning and we're building a house and lots of irons in the fire. And, uh, I had just finished a baseball practice. I coached my, my son's, uh, uh, middle school team and I'm tracking this thing and I'm getting totally into game set match for church. And 
my wife's wanting to talk to me about, you know, housing things and this, that, and the other. And she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing's wrong. And all of a sudden I had to reset to go, okay, I'm mission mindset too early. Like I'm, I'm not taking care of the ministry that is first to me at home. And, yep. and I had to go, Hey honey, I'm sorry. I'm distracted by this, but I, I totally, you know, and so the importance of not erring either direction and, and maintaining that balance um, in your life, both for, for your ministry opportunities and your mental and spiritual well-being of, of not going too far the other way. So, For sure. I think um, one, of the, one of the thoughts that pops into my mind back quite a few years ago now, but when I first started uh, as an EMT firefighter, one of the things that always used to drive me crazy is I had the knowledge, but whenever I went to someone's house, um, I was so nervous and so scared, you know, just showing up because you never know what the scene is actually going to be compared to what is dispatched. Right. I mean, everybody knows that. So oftentimes, you know, I would get myself so, um, so wound up that I would literally vomit. Like I'd throw up, uh, before I actually got into the the ambulance to drive somewhere because I was just so nervous about what I was going to find when I got there. And then when I walked into the, into the house to try and assess it, those individuals, those people are depending on you for a life-threatening situation. They're expecting you to be professional. They're expecting you to know what you're, you know, know what you're supposed to know. Right. And so from that standpoint, it took me a long time to to work through um, as an individual being able to to do that to walk in and and have you know a, a calm calm you know and collected uh, composure to be able to say okay this is how we're going to handle this and this is what we're going to do and um, you know now I I think about it and I I kind of chuckle because when whenever we have a situation there's a lot of a lot of different times where folks at church will say, how did you handle that so calmly? And, you know, we expect you're, you're the calm, you know, you're the rock in the storm. We were expecting you to get all nervous and, and everything. And I think a lot of it honestly just comes down to practice and being able to, to balance that and say, okay, you know, right now I'm focused on this, but I'm also looking at the big picture and trying to make sure that we do this um, and handle this incident well. So, Mike, you were you're going to jump in there. Yeah, I, th I think a lot of that comes from tolerance. We build up a tolerance or, based on exposure. Um, sure. Each of us have been exposed to a lot of different things um, and not just COVID I'm talking about here. But at, <laughs> at this at the same point. We, we've seen or been exposed to those things. We've we've been through certain scenes. We've been through certain uh, calls or responses. Um, in all cases, we've done enough ride-alongs uh, with PD where we've seen things we would never see at our church, hopefully never see at our church. Amen. And so, you know what the thing is, is that, yes, that first time may result in that throw-up experience. And you know what? I hope there's certain things we never get so acclimated to that it, it's just that but at the same point there's there's a muscle memory that you build up there's a reaction memory that you build up in your brain to kind of uh say okay i've seen this before what did i do what do what do i have to do am i on duty 
am I literally, or I'm not on duty, but you know what, Good Samaritan, I'm going to jump out there. There was just an accident next to me. I'm out of the car. I'm grabbing my bag out of the trunk. What do I have to do? So I spring into a different type of action than perhaps I would when on duty. So, I mean, sure. again, that exposure, I think, is really the the key. Uh, but but to counter that is we don't, I mentioned, we don't want to go to the far end and become so apathetic about certain things that literally it's just kind of we're doing our thing. You know what? The last mm -hmm. thing we want to be in church security, frankly, is some of the people I've seen in TSA. And and the, because they're literally just moving, moving the shoes and moving the shoes and they're going through kind of a, the, the factory mindset where it's just a continual, continual, continual. And we don't want to get to that place. We want to make sure that we're vigilant, make sure that we're we're at the right point. But again, training and uh, listening to things and feeding our mind spiritually as well as in training is what allows us to gain that uh, exposure that we need. So that when it does happen, our response isn't freezing. Yeah, and, no, it's. I'll jump in real quick because I this is yeah. a, a super recent example. We had uh, we brought out. I think I had mentioned it previously. We've got a company out of Reno that we've partnered with um, called SB Tactical, and they've got some really high end. Um, forgive me, it's laser tag equipment, but it's super high end and super realistic, and it. And it, they do a lot of law enforcement and tactical training. And, and so we've partnered with them. And so we brought them out. But we had almost our entire children's ministry come out and participate in this force on force training as extras and actors nice. and scenario based. Mm -hmm. And the resounding response from them and several of our security team members uh, were along the lines of, I couldn't believe how much my heart was racing. I knew that wasn't a real gun. And I knew that it wasn't going to hurt me. And, my, and I... And I celebrated that because I said, that is what we call stress inoculation. Mm -hmm. You you are conditioning your body. And so, um, you know, yeah, don't, don't miss as Mike was referring to, don't miss the opportunity to, to embrace the adrenaline dump that God created within you uh, to be able to be more effective in a moment of crisis and don't miss the opportunity that if you can partner with, again, this goes back to the relational equity, um, our kids ministry went away saying everybody on staff needs to come to this next training because it was, it opened my eyes to how talented your team is and how, how much they care and how much. And so, you know, you've now just paired that stress inoculation with, um, so I'm not a total, you know, in the, the big vax, uh, conspiracy theories and the big vaccine, uh, debates, uh, you know what I'm all in for is, uh, stress inoculation. So, you know, get out there and do it so that you can learn to minister well when that happens, not if it happens. Well, and, sure. and as, a, as a quick follow to that, and then James, we'll come back over to you, because you if you never train and you never experience the stress and you don't know what it feels like to have your heart race, you will truly be ill prepared when it does happen. And uh, somebody sent a video to me uh, and you probably have all seen it, but it says, um, when the rookies in his first pursuit or something like that. And the clip, it's a TikTok video, which I'm not big on TikTok. And it switches over to a goat going, ah! <laughs> and I was dying because we've all heard anybody that's done a ride along, anybody that's been law enforcement and Colonel Grossman talks about this. He's like, if, if Mickey mouse comes over the radio, then the Sergeant or the Lieutenant or whoever's in charge needs to say, Hey, you need to, you need to back off. You need to let somebody take over primary or you need to disregard. But if that smooth jazz DJ comes over the radio, you know, he's got us breathing under control. 
And I have been in places where I did not have my breathing under control. And mm. I heard myself later and went, holy cow, I did not <laughs> sound like I thought I sound. Yeah, I was not in the same. And I've kind of coined the phrase, you're three, you're three breaths away from a different state of mind for, for good or for bad. Mm. And we've all seen somebody completely freak out and panic. And uh, so it's, it's funny, but it's true. Yeah, I I think that honestly, I think anytime you have the opportunity to to do different scenarios and different drills like that, um, I think it's interesting. We we had one, uh, I think it was a year or two ago, and we had um, individuals that were shooting blanks and and different. Like we had created this whole scenario, and it was kind of interesting, honestly, for for me to watch and see who responded and who and how they handled that. Like not just on my team, but also some of the, the pastors and, and the staff, like how, how would you respond? Not, not normally hearing this, this noise, or how would you respond with this action and, and, uh, and reaction? And I think it's a, I, I always think it's a good way to practice. And will you ever respond exactly like that? Probably not, because honestly, every situation, I mean, we we know that uh, every situation is just a tiny bit different and it has its own unique nuances. But at the same time, it does it builds it builds the anticipation. You know, when whenever I responded to an emergency uh, with the fire department, I always in my mind, I always used to play out, OK, what's going to happen when I walk in and did it ever happen that way? Probably not, but it, it actually calmed me down to be able to have that that professional demeanor that when I walked in, I could say, okay, let's let's start at the beginning. How did this happen? What's going on? What can I do to help you? And I think as we build build on that foundation, like you mentioned earlier, Jared, you know, that's a skill that we develop and we can continue to, to develop. And it all starts with being hospitable and ministry minded by, you know, walking up to somebody and saying, Hey, I'm James. How can I help you today? I noticed you're at, you know, you're at our church um, or, you know, being engaging and welcoming and not just kind of standing there with your arms crossed and folded, <laughs> you know, as like, a, you know, as like a security guard, but um we we need to actually we're kind of past break time we need to take a quick sponsor break so we'll jump into that and then uh, we will be right back with you all so don't go anywhere with over 50 years of experience with religious and nonprofit organizations thomas alexander insurance and associates understands that your congregation is different from a traditional business we're here to fulfill your needs coming to you while creating a personal plan for your budget and size from your local community to around the globe, we are advocates for you. Thomas Alexander Insurance and Associates, your partner in service. When you let Checker take care of background checks, you get more time to focus on your ministry. Over 8,000 churches and faith-based communities across the United States use Checker. Checker lets you quickly and easily screen new volunteers, so you'll spend less time on paperwork and administrative tasks. Our fast, accurate background checks reduce turnaround time per applicant by 72% on average. 
Checker partners with church management systems, including Tithely, Planning Center, Rock RMS, PushPay, and Full Method, so it's easy to integrate into systems you're already using. Trust Checker for faster, easier, more reliable background checks, so you can focus on what brings you all together. To learn more, visit www.checker.com church. We all deal with stress on a daily basis. When not properly managed, we can face burnout, mental, physical, and spiritual burnout. It can be detrimental to serving in church safety and security, as well as other ministries and affect all areas of life. Coming Back brings biblical guidance for such a dilemma. In the book, Coming Back, Best-selling author James McGarvey takes a biblical-based approach to address and prevent ministry burnout. As you read Coming Back, you will easily relate to James's shared experiences, be inspired by scripture, and grow through the practical and applicable instruction found in this much-needed book. This encouraging read will affect you and your team in a positive way to continue the path of ministry with an energized and encouraged spirit. Through biblical and practical knowledge and experience, James shows that it is all about coming back to focus on what matters, coming back to the cross. The Church Safety Guys help church and place of worship safety and security teams all over North America through our broadcasts, online communities, conferences, trainings, resources, and the all-new Church Security app. Download it today. Help us continue to reach churches by supporting our sponsors, purchasing our resources, and consider becoming a ministry partner by making a monthly or one-time donation. Remember to like, subscribe, and share this broadcast with your team. And now, back to the broadcast. All right, so welcome back from the break. Uh, be sure to visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com for more information and, and support our sponsors because without their help, this would not be possible. You would not be able to hear the funny puns of Mr. Paul Buckner <laughs> or the creative interaction without their, their support. So we're grateful for checker and, and the other organizations that, uh, that support our ministry. So, uh, tonight, if you just joined us, we're talking about how to be ministry minded and security focused and, um, I am going to actually, I'll throw it over to Mike. Cause I know you were going to, to go a little bit deeper with, with that topic. So, um, well, I think there's the, the poker face and so forth. And <laughs> you look at, uh, operational security, certainly you want to keep things between, uh, what you need to say at times. So, I mean, you're, you're kind of maintaining, uh, a balance. You talked about mm -hmm. it beforehand is that balance across the board. But I think if we go back to our, our core job, we're there as a ministry, we're there as ushers that are lethal, frankly. And I, I and I've kind of coined that I continue to <clears throat> say that a few times is really the, the fact that, you know, what we have the, the capabilities, we have the equipment, the training, the knowledge, 
the the mental preparedness around the possibility of that happening, uh, while at the same time, hopefully also balancing the fact that we know that there's probably a 1% scenario that that ever is encountered. So it, we bring the tools necessary to do the job, even for the 1%. Are we bringing the tools to do the 99%? Mm. Sure. I and I think, um, you know, we were, we were talking, I mentioned uh, to, to John Riley today, we were, we were going through some policy creation and whatnot, and uh, I I got the opportunity to revisit his his acronym uh, ACE for de-escalation, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna brag on him for just a second with that. But uh, appearance, communicate, and engagement is is what that stands for, and I started thinking about that, and I I started thinking that it it really um, it goes beyond de-escalation, like it should really be kind of a focus for serving and, and being involved in the ministry because how, how I handle myself, you know, do I, um, do I have good facial expression? Do I have a good tone when I communicate with those around me? You know, if I'm barking out orders, then that's not, um, is it necessary to do that? Sometimes it is, but that's not generally, you know, if it's a non-emergency situation and I'm barking out orders to my team, you know, that's not sharing, sharing the love of Christ with them. That's not being kind. That's not being humble. It's, Hey, you do this. Cause I, I said so. Um, and then finally the, the engagement piece, you know, how I engage, um, am I actively listening? Am I, am I engaged with that individual? Um, you know, it's, I'm asking them to do something that is, yes, it's ministry minded, but we want to do it effectively and we want to make sure that it's done well and done effectively. Now, I, I know there are times when, and, and I had this conversation actually with a church on Saturday, um, when your adrenaline's running, you, you have the physical capability at times of losing time and losing memory. You know, I've seen that where there have been certain situations that I've been in, whether it was CPR and first aid or, or that sort of thing that I don't remember bits and pieces of time. Now I know that I served, I, you know, I know that I was in the middle of helping and I was, I was running a situation. Um, but one particular situation you know, I had an individual say to me, well, why were you so crabby? You know, you were like barking out orders and yelling at me. And I'm like, I don't remember yelling at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I remember controlling the situation and, and yelling at someone to get an AED because we had a gentleman that, that collapsed and stopped breathing. Um, but at that point, when I went back and I, I started thinking about it, I went back after and I apologized and I said, you know, I'm sorry if you if I yelled at you, I don't remember yelling at you because I was so focused on what I was doing that that to me, that was the priority at that moment in a, in kind of like a system, you know, uh, a process format of saying, okay, this is what I'm checking off because this individual stopped breathing and we need to take, you know, resuscitate them and do this and do this and do that. But the reality is a lot of times when we deal with a situation because of the adrenaline dump and because of, of trying to uh, be professional and, and 
you know, fix that situation, often we won't actually remember what we did or how we acted. So it is always, and that's, you know, part of the, the recommendation of going back and doing a, a briefing right afterwards or debriefing and saying, Hey, after action, this is what went well. This is what didn't, what really happened. Let's talk about it as a team. Um, so Paul, you wanted to, to jump in. Yeah. I'm going to hit these by the numbers uh, how we dress is huge. Um, I remember when I, when I officially started my church safety team uh, a long time ago, the pastor we had said, look, I need you to start wearing slacks, a, shoot, a suit jacket and, and a tie. And I went as far as the slacks and the suit jacket. I told him I wasn't going to wear anything that would turn into a leash. I didn't want somebody to grab a hold of it. And so, but it was, it was absolutely true. I had a guy on my team that insisted on wearing cargo shorts, like flip flops and a loose fitting really kind of needed to be thrown away t-shirt whenever he worked security and then he wondered why nobody respected him or felt like he was doing his job mm -hmm. and i mean is it fair that the clothes make the man no is it a fact yes do we want people to treat us with respect that's why jared police departments have mirrors and it says you know how do i look how am i presenting myself <laughs> above the mirror this is why in roll call roll call in some departments they will give you a rip for not wearing your uniform correctly or or letting something get ratty looking and um so our demeanor james back to you how we how we mm -hmm. presented our we present ourselves in that situation and you were talking about are we yelling at people I, I like to think of it as we need to reserve our dad voice for when it counts and um i try very much to be friendly and fun and then when i do if i do raise my voice or i do get a stern look people realize hey something's up um and i've got two more really quick things i had a, a a woman on the road that stopped me literally and uh, i was directing traffic for a car accident and jared you've done this james you've done this uh she pulls up and there's hundreds and hundreds of cars lined up behind her <laughs> trying to get through you know where this is going jared and this sweet little low 85 year old woman goes um young man what what happened and i said ma'am a car wreck i need you to move and she's like oh okay and she drove off and i was like I'm probably going to hell for raising my voice slightly to an elderly woman, but <laughs> ma'am, you're going to cause, cause 15 car accidents. And I, I remember, I remember the two times we ever, we ever had to lock down at my last church over the radio. You hear me go lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. And we had a, an individual on campus who had threatened our pastor and other individuals. And I had, James has heard the story. Mike's heard the story, but I had uh, the radio in one ear. I had my phone in the other. I'm talking to dispatch. I'm talking to my guys. I've got doors getting locked. I've got eyes on the person. It was a mess. And so I'm in the middle of everything, communicating about three different directions. And this woman walks up, interjects herself into the situation. And I yelled at her and I don't yell at people. <laughs> it's a funny story. But when we reserve it for moments like that, her husband came up and wanted to know what happened later because he knew I didn't just yell at people. And I think that's really important is if we're, it's taking everything that we're talking about, how invested are we, uh, Jared, back to ministry. You've been baptizing people. People know you have that servant's heart. And if they see the teeth come out of the sheepdog, they know something's up. This is bad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's, it's, it's so true. And, and again, I go back to first Corinthians 12 that, you know, God has gifted different people, different ways. And, mm. 
not everybody is equipped to deal with the snot bubbles in nursery. That's okay. It doesn't mean <laughs> what you're doing is less important, you know? And so it's, um, we had, we had just a situation this morning. So we had baptisms before baptisms, we have a baptism class. And so, um, because our teaching pastor is is tied up getting ready for the service, we actually have a, a campus pastor on call is what we call them. And they're the ones that if somebody is really in need of speaking with, with a minister, um, they're available to talk to them. Um, Short-term counseling, prayer, and referral to where we can get them, you know, what they need next. Uh, well, that guy was teaching the baptism class today, and somebody from our new here, start here, came in and said, there's a gentleman here, he's going through a real rough patch, and he wants a pastor, um, but the pastor I would call is busy. And so my security guy, uh, one of my my campus safety hosts, which, side note, I don't call them security guys, I've got two, three part-time employees. They're not security guards, they are campus safety hosts. And so even that implies the, the idea of we are hosting guests um, here at, at uh, God's house that we just kind of get to, to rent. Um, and so he went out and talked to him. And uh, without divulging everything that he had going on, uh, at the end of the conversation, the guy goes, you were a cop or something, weren't you? He goes, yeah. He goes, I'm retired law enforcement, and you didn't put all the fluff that a pastor normally would, and I just really appreciate it. <laughs> I love it. I, I would go back to, with that gifting, you know, Sometimes you're going to be, I, I told my guy, God's timing was that the pastor on call was teaching the class so oh. that you could talk from retired cop to retired cop. And he, he left going, man, I really appreciate you, you taking the time to talk to me and, and real talk. And so, mm. uh, yeah, it's just guys, I, I gotta I gotta talk over before James can say anything or Mike can say anything. <laughs> Do not miss what this man just said. This is like a pile of gold nuggets. Pray that God puts where you he pray that God puts you where he wants you. Pray that God uses you, open your mouth, and let the Holy Spirit speak. You gotta have the word in you before it can come out of you. you you've got to have a reservoir to pull from not only a biblical knowledge, but you need to be you need to be freshly in the word and recharged. You can't you can't pour from an empty cup. All these cliches and isms aside, what he just said, guys, is absolutely ministry. And God put the man where he needed to be to talk to a guy that was hurting and and reach him. And mm -hmm. that's ministry. And I love that. I love that because we're not, it's not that we can't pray with someone or can't witness to someone because we're security. Oddly enough, we're probably going to be on the front lines of that. Yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome too because the uh, the person running the new here start here that, that came in and and grabbed him one has a very good trusting relationship that she knows she could put him into that situation, but without hesitation in that fifteen it was in the fifteen minutes of fame that that Mike talked about. We're making sure guys are in their spot. We're operational. We're we're making sure to check the boxes and without hesitation. Brian went, oh, ministry opportunity. I'll be right. You guys got this. I got to go. And, and man, warmed my heart, uh, which was great because it was a cold morning in board shorts this morning. So <laughs> I think if you, uh, and, and I think that's, that's awesome. But I think that if you're open to the Holy Spirit and, and the leading of 
what is actually happening and what is going on, I think that's where you you really dig in and and you set a better foundation because I think so many times and and I've been guilty of this just like I'm sure everybody has but you know you get into that mindset okay we got posts you know we got all our posts filled we're checking this we're checking here's my checklist right I've got this checked off this checked off but I'm not really open to being flexible to what maybe what God wants for me that day and you know i've had that that experience before where i've had to stop stop myself and say okay i'm i'm sorry you know god if you really want someone you know if you want me to do something different than this bring somebody show me that i should you know step in and and pour into this person and maybe not be in the spotlight maybe not be you know running this but focus on helping this individual and you know, I've, I've used the illustration before, but that's, that's happened to me as well, where I'm, you know, running 60 miles, you know, 60 miles a second, trying to get everything done. And I happen to walk past somebody and I'm like, you know what? God's telling me that I need to stop what I'm doing and talk to you and pray Amen. with you. Amen. I don't know why I'm, I need to pray with you, but something's going on in your life that I feel like I need to encourage you now. Would you like to talk about it? And, you know, just, just that interaction with people, um, you know, it's, it's created an atmosphere of being able to, uh, to sit down and interact and, and kind of go from there. Uh, so it's, if you need your next devotional topic for, for whatever next team meeting you have, whether it's two or three of you or, or 20 of you. You know, when you come to church on, you know, safety and security, are you going to be Mary or are you going to be Martha? You know, are, are you going to are mm. you going to be ready to idea. be able to set aside your task list to sit at the feet of Jesus and go, do you have some different marching orders for me today? Because if so, I don't want to miss it because, man, yeah. if you miss it, uh, hindsight's a heck of a thing. And you go, man, what could have been? And and God will do it with or without you. But if he gives you the invite, why would you want to miss it? For sure. I think that, uh, are you, are you taking notes there, Mike? Cause that might be a really good, <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw it over to you. I'm, I'm writing notes down. Cause that could be a, a, another good new devotional, uh, by, I don't, I don't know. I I'm wasn't gonna... <laughs> there. I might have to come back to that one. Cause I was, I was preparing to, uh, to follow and, uh, I'll have to go back and, uh, watch it again and folks out there listening we do give you permission to watch the episode or listen to the episode more than once i find myself going back <laughs> listening just to things that james said or paul said or a guest said because you know what there's good gold nuggets there and mm -hmm. sometimes we need to revisit that on a continual mm -hmm. basis so i do that uh, regularly but i want to back it all the way back up before all of this uh, and it starts when we're suiting up and we're leaving the house. Mm. Are, and, and Jared, you kind of even met, uh, referred to it a little bit there is, are we starting our day off on our knees? Are we starting in prayer and saying, okay, here I am, Lord, send me. Are we, are we kind of going from that mindset before we mm. even leave the house, before we suit up? When we get there and go start going into uh, checklist mode, as James mentioned, are we pausing long enough to have a conversation with our team out of empathy, out of humility, out of love for our fellow team member? Are we praying with our team before you all put the hands in and say, go, 
Okay. You know what? It's it, at the end of the day, we got to make sure we have that there. And I, I really bring it back down to is, is we're, we're very often hearing and seeing in the, in the communities that, that we're all part of certainly talking about everyday carry and what do you have and what, what is this and what is that? You know mm -hmm. what? At the end of the day, you know what? David had, you know, what was in his belt, a slingshot. But when he stepped in front of Goliath, he stepped in front of Goliath with faith, with humility, with confidence, not in his ability of his slingshot of what he was had his, his everyday carry, but in his faith in God, because God showed up and he brought God to the fight. And that's how he won, not because of what he could do as a human. Yeah. And I know Paul wants to, to say something. I just got to interject on the David story of David and Goliath. Something that I missed for so long is that, uh, you know, David disabled him with what he brought. But ironically, the problem in front of him, Goliath, is what brought the tool that David used to cut his head off. True. And so don't miss that may, God may be bringing solutions in your problems, um, and but you've got to be looking for it. And you've got to be you got to be there in the first place. So anyway, mm. I digress. It's a potential rabbit trail. I stopped. <laughs> Uh, so there's so much tonight. I love these evenings, James. We have these evenings where we could be like, well, after this short break, we're coming back for the second hour of our broadcast. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that encore at the end of the concert where nobody wants to go home. Um, so I've started doing this with my cops this week. I've got cops that are serving uh, warrants on violent, dangerous drug dealers. And one of my cops is like, hey, I, I need to go uh, test some of my mags. Do you want to hit the range tomorrow? Yes, sir. I will find the time. Let's do it. Um, that is when I pray with these officers now, I've started asking God not only to protect them, but to ask them to perform past their natural abilities when it counts. And I don't know how many times I've walked into a situation in church safety or as a chaplain or as a father and God, 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 I am way in over my head. I'm going to need your help on this. And I come out of it going, yeah, you definitely helped me because some of what I said, I've never thought about until that moment. And that's what it's for sure. It's a slightly different application of scripture when it tells us not to worry about what we're going to say when we're drugged before the magistrate, because the Holy spirit will help us. That is true in more than just getting drug into court as, as a Christian who's about to be martyred. And so, uh, Mike, you were talking about uh, going prepared. I caught myself this week not in a ministry mindset and getting ready to go serve. And I, I cranked up some worship music in the car and I, I'm just like worshiping, probably looked very strange driving down the road, but I was where people are like, he's on drugs and I'm worshiping as I'm driving. And... Paul was a polo on his way to church. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Somebody's like, what was he smoking? And uh, so, and being ready to be used, which is what your, what your retired officer did, Jared. And then... Um, I just, I just love those things. I had a thing recently. We've had a Bible study at our church that there was no one to protect 211 women at this Bible study. And then we're kind of in a reforming part of things with our security team. And today we had a college age uh, class that was going to have a pizza party, no security. Well, I was researching a piece of equipment I'm going to buy. And I said, you know, I can research this, this at home or I can research this sitting here. And I said, Hey, if you're cool with it, I'll just, I'll just sit here. And what's amazing is when we do it from a ministry mindset, God turns around and brings it back because I've had people walk up, grab my shoulder in front of a pastor and say, this man walked my wife out the other day. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. This is what we need more of. And 
you can't buy that kind of interaction and, and building relationships with people. So when we do it God's way, it's really strange how it works out and it helps us how to, it helps us protect the flock better when we do it with that heart of ministry. So on that note, anybody else have anything? We'll wrap it up. No, you're welcome. I think you're, you're welcome to pray us out before we hit the next next hour hour. and we can't stop. (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right. So obviously Jared, we'll have to do this again. Absolutely. So, all right. Dear Only Father, Lord, I don't, I don't even have words to follow something like this, but I thank you for the opportunity. I thank you for talking to people who have that servant's heart, who are elbow deep in ministry, doing ministry. And Lord God, we have we have a, a man who's, who's calling us to protect the flock, but his calling is to, to minister. It's all of our calling, Lord God. And he was in a baptistry. And Lord God, that's the kind of men and women we're called to be is literally saving souls. The great commission was not just for pastors and Lord God, I thank you for this. I ask that you bless this man, his church, his ministry, his move, his family, everything. Lord God, I ask that you would as always make this broadcast reach the right ears so that they could hear it. They could have that little moment and go, man, this was good stuff. Lord God, the, the fruit of this man's ministry is, is sweet on my lips, Lord God. And that's, that's why we're supposed to have fruit uh, in our lives, Lord God, is so that other people will see it. They'll glorify you, Lord God. They'll, they'll, they'll want that for themselves. I thank you for tonight. And, uh, we just lift this up to you in your son, Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, if you spent some time with us this evening, we appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for hanging out with us. And, uh, if you happen to, Uh, come across our content at a later time, feel free to like and share with your team. And as always, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so through our website at at churchsafetyguys.com, or you can download the church security app and reach out to us through that as well. Uh, We are uh, live, actually most Sunday nights, we're live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm -hmm. And uh, next week we'll actually be talking with Greg Hopkins, Uh, Greg is an attorney and uh, an author. He's authored a a really fantastic book on um, addressing the basically self-defense in the Bible and what the Bible has to say about that. So really looking forward to next week. I think it'll be a great, uh, great time talking with him. And uh, you probably don't want to miss it because we should all be back, Lord willing. And uh, we will all um, enjoy that interview. So we will talk to you then. And uh, as for uh, this week, have a great week. Be blessed. And we'll talk to you next time. Take care. Have a great night. Thank you for joining the Church Safety and Security broadcast with the Church Safety Guys, sponsored by Checker. We hope that you found it informative and we appreciate your feedback. Be sure to share our broadcast with your teams. Join the discussion online and for other great resources, download the Church Security app or visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com. Remember, keep a servant's heart, a mindset of ministry, and semper disciplina. Always be training. Have a blessed week.